the shape to the shapeless is a phrase that came to mind in conversations recently and caused me to consider its meaning, particularly in relation to my work. I began to consider the shape of psychotherapy and how, for many who enter the process, find that it can seem shapeless. The person coming to a psychotherapist for the first time enters an unknown space, meets a stranger, brings some issues or troubles they might want resolved into a process with little guidance. Psychodynamic psychotherapists tend not to give guidance to the client, believing that leaving them to figure out the process for themselves is a helpful therapeutic tool, evoking old projections, defences, transferences and so on. In effect, the psychotherapist is silently inviting the client to reenact earlier relationships, particularly from childhood. The intention is for the client to discover the process whilst the psychotherapist will give shape to their experiences through interpretation, linking the client's past to the dynamics of the relationship currently between them. These frequent interventions usually begin with something tentative such as, it sounds like you, then the therapist will go on to say what they're hearing. Or, do you remember when you talked about your father? Well, the therapist may go on to make a link with the person's past life and the current relationship with the psychotherapist. Cognitive behavioural therapists offer to shape the person's experiences in terms of thoughts and beliefs, how they impact behaviour, usually ignoring the part childhood, family and emotions have to play. Often the process will involve recording situations that may cause the client anxiety, such as phobias, negative thinking, etc. Clients will be encouraged to keep a diary and a record of the occasions that these occur and work to attempt to stop the thoughts, thus changing behaviour and the emotions associated with negative experiences. In my practice as a relational phenomenological existential psychotherapist, it is my intention to be open to meeting with the other person, leaving preconceptions, ideas of how things should be to one side, in order to be open to the unique experiences that enter the room and that we can potentially allow to emerge. Then I meet with a new or regular client I open myself up to the possibilities and to what becomes present in my mind, body, emotions, senses, imagination and so on. It feels at times that my skin is a receptor to the other person and I simply notice anything that touches me. It helps that I am a Reiki practitioner where I am used to connecting with energy fields and I'm open to that flow between myself and the client. And as with Reiki, I feel at times I am guided to the areas of healing. Within these processes, I often lose my sense of shape of myself, temporarily giving up my ego, which can feel like a momentary merging between myself and the other person, that at times can offer deep and meaningful insights. It is not to say that I don't have a theoretical framework of 
course, I have a theoretical framework. But the theoretical framework become, comes after allowing myself to be open to experiences and can lead to further understanding. So when these experiences evoke thoughts, images, feelings, senses, I try to find words that might express those experiences to the client, tentatively offering them, but not always recognising them as significant. When I am able to find the words to describe these experiences, on occasions the client can find a resonance, a significance that they had not known. It can begin to give a new shape to clients' clients experiences or to confirm an existing one. For example, partway through a video session, I began to notice the need to take deep breaths. Almost as if my lungs acted automatically, I wondered if I was tired. At the same time, the client's shallow breathing caught my eye, just out of the corner of my eye. And just as I was about to move on, I stopped and invited them to notice their breathing, stating that I felt the need to take deep breaths. It can be so easy to miss these moments of possible significance. As we both took a few deep breaths, our attention moved into the present and then to what was causing the shallow breathing, which we continued to explore. This is an example of my body reacting something from the other person and then noticing an incongruence, putting it into words and then finding, discovering together what it means. It feels at times that we are similar to tuning forks, resonating at the same pitch and at others out of key. When I think of the process, it reminds me of how children learn to understand and process and shape the world. Parents will often respond to a child's gestures or change of mood or emotional expression in ways that help the child to understand their experience and experiences. When a little one falls and cuts their knee, a parent might pick them up, hold them, clean the wound, put a bandage on it whilst the child cries and reassures them that it will all be okay, shaping their pain into the reassurance that it will not go on forever and that a parent can be around at times like this, developing trust. I do not intend to suggest here that a psychotherapist is like a parent and a client is like a child. I'm suggesting that the process is similar, that when someone does not understand an experience, it can be helpful to be in a relationship with another who can begin to find a way of helping to shape that experience.